0: They offer exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy radio show. Thank you for taking the time out of your morning to stop by. Tune in. You never know and walk away with some information that could be just really vital to your good health and well-being. You know, we're in the time of the year now when things are kind of winding down and we're they're kind of also speeding up toward the holiday season and you know, I think a lot of times we we just get lost. We get lost in the spiral and and we kind of almost lose consciousness and then we wake up and it's January 2nd. And you know, we're trying to collect ourselves and we're seeing all the damage we did to ourselves all the weight we've gained all the stress we've added all the lack of focus and concentration lack of exercise lack of sleep and and then we're trying to collect ourselves because this is when we want to turn around and try to be as healthy as we possibly can but we're fighting an uphill battle and we want to make sure that we're able to get some success what i've learned is that a little bit of focus in the right direction can bring you great results. It's not like you have to do an all or nothing in one day. You just may need to have a little bit more self-focus, self-priority, self-protocol that you actually put yourself into the priority mix. And I know it's hard for a lot of people. You know, many people will tell me when they started getting healthy and they wanted to get on the right track, they said it almost felt like they were being selfish. And I said, that's because you haven't done it maybe ever or definitely not in a long time. And it's actually just a really good thing to have some focus because if you're one of those go-to people and everybody goes to you for everything and you're always making yourself available to everybody for everything all the time, it's something that who you are, it's your personality and that's a great thing. But where do you fit in the mix? How well are you taking care of yourself? Because, you know, sooner or later you're going to crash and burn and you're not going to be able to be that go-to person for anyone, including yourself, So take a little self-interest, have a little self-priority, and take care of yourself. And this is a good time of the year to do it, you know, to really just start thinking, you know, okay, I'm not going to go as crazy with the holidays this year. I'm going to still go to the gym. I'm still going to drink my water. I'm still going to try to get some sleep. I'm going to cheat on my diet, but not as much as I probably would have without focus. And, you know, you'll be surprised when January rolls around and you're in a much better place. This is the Staying Healthy radio show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming to visit with us today. And remember, if you can't tune in live, all of the shows, you'll find them podcast on Stay Healthy Health Food Store's webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, where all of the shows are there for on-demand download to make it convenient for you on your time schedule. It's just a love technology. It's making it so much easier for people to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. Uh, All good stuff. Monday through Friday, Stay Healthy, uh, 9 to 6. Saturdays, 9 to 6, closed on Sunday. Here, the radio show, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning. Remember, I bring you the best guests in the industry, the movers, the shakers, the formulators, the educators, these knowledgeable, incredible people with great life research and, and experience and and just so much information to share. It's It's amazing that we can get all of this information in our hand But that's when we're able to make those better, wiser decisions when we don't have to guess because of all the hard work they do to bring the information to us. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Valley. They are your one-stop full-service location. You name it, they've got it, but only if it's the best of the best in every category. They're a fully-packed, full-service store. And you want to know what's even better? The staff the people that are there, they are warm and kind and passionate and informed and educated and knowledgeable and relevant. So when you leave there, you've got the knowledge, you've had the conversation, you've had the dialogue, and you actually have better clarity because they're going to help you disarm all that messed up, you know, just ridiculous confusion that's out there. They're going to help you pinpoint your GPS, aim you in the right direction, and then you check in and see how you're doing with them soon after, which is always great. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town & Country Center, northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, again, closed on Sunday. Phone number 877-2494, 877-2494. Mail order services are available. They can even get your order together so you can swoop in, pick it up, and be on your way. They want to make sure that you have what you need to get the job done and keep doing the job and keeping you headed in the right direction. Once again, the webpage, StayHealthyLasVegas.com. Uh, podcaster there. Enter your email address. Become part of the Stay Healthy family. Start getting coupons and uh, alerts to wonderful events and promotions and newsletters, all that good stuff. But they'd love to partner up with you. Just enter your email address at the webpage, StayHealthyLasVegas.com. Well, today we're going to be talking about essential oils. Of course, we're going to be talking about essential oils from Now Foods, because I like them the best, and with good reason. They're high quality, they're potent, they're strong, they're natural, they're just really amazing. And If you've ever opened up a bottle of any of the essential oils from Now Foods, you'll see what I mean. Fragrant and potent and pure and clean, all that good stuff. Well, nobody better to talk about than my friend Neil Levin. If you have not had the absolutely incredible pleasure of hearing him in the past, he is a wealth of knowledge, and I am a big fan because of all his knowledge, all he does in the industry. I'll give you a little bit of a background. Neil is a senior nutrition education manager and product formulator from the natural products manufacturer, Now Foods a board certified clinical nutritionist who managed health food stores and cooperatives for decades. Neil is an international lecturer, award winning industry champion, co founder and longtime officer of the American Nutrition Association, director of the Mid American Health Organization and the National Clinical Certification Board, and former technical advisor to the Non GMO Project. Help me welcome my guest. Hello there, my friend.
1: Hello again. How glad to be with you on the program. I'm
0: glad you're here. How you doing? What's new in your world?
1: Oh, I'm actually getting ready for a, a big conference the weekend after Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's actually uh, being broadcast from Dubai, so I have to be on at 4.30 in the morning, Sunday morning after wow. Thanksgiving. But it's uh, the Dubai Pediatric Club, and they have a huge following, a huge following couple of presentations I did for them earlier this year were 700 pediatricians on the, call, on the conferences, the webinars, and they're from 48 countries. So it's wow. really a huge type of event.
0: I'm glad that they're using your amazing talent and allowing you to utilize this information and get it out there to where it can do its best work. You know, I think what happens in this industry is we have some really amazing people, and I think sometimes they just don't connect in the right area and may not, may their talents are not being utilized like they should. But I'm so glad that people are able, and even within the industry and outside, even into the medical industry, that people are able to benefit from, you know, so many years of research and information.
1: Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been to Dubai and the Emirates six times to do medical trainings. uh... Uh, hospital sponsored trainings and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a. Uh, I haven't been there for uh, two or three years now. Uh, I think uh, November, December 2019 was my last trip. That was my sixth trip in seven years, I think.
0: Well, there was a lot of things in the way yeah. the last couple of years.
1: <laughs> you know it.
0: So, let me ask you this question. You know, when people think essential oils, I always steer them to now foods because, you know, I've picked up two or three different ones in the past side by side and they all had similar fragrance. But there's just something about now foods. It just seems like you can go a lot further with a lot less. They're potent. They're so clean. And the the smell just and the fragrance, I should say. Is just so much stronger. Is it in the process that they're made? Is it just the philosophy to make them so beautifully fragrant, or what is it?
1: Well, I, I wouldn't say our products are higher quality than other brands. I would. I would also not say they're lower quality than other brands. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. You know, one thing is, we're we we kind of have the pick of the crop in many cases because of our volume. Uh, we're the number one essential oil brand in the natural channel in North America. We're buying an estimated half of all the lavender oil produced on Earth, just to give you an idea of our volume. Wow. Uh, we're we're selling, uh, you know, volume-wise, because our bottles are twice as big as most of our competitors. Yes. That uh, in some cases we're selling double the volume, and at a lower price than competitors. So just comparing by dollar sales doesn't give you a good picture, since we do tend to uh, have larger bottles and lower prices, and that's you know that's really based on we're we're the largest family-owned company in the natural products industry in the United States. We uh, and certainly North America. We have a philosophy of getting the highest quality and the most testing, but having the lowest margins and the best buying power and we pass that on to consumers and the third part of that is that we do not mark them up like perfumes and perfumes have an amazingly large margin typically and we price it like we would a vitamin or a a personal care item and not like perfumes in tiny little bottles with gigantic markups so and yeah, you know, we also don't have the uh, programs that some of the other brands have, which which are you know certainly useful to them and, and to consumers, but they cost a lot of money. Uh, you have fancy cabinets, you have uh, all the sampling they do, and you know the advertising. Uh, those are all costs that do not add to the quality of a product, and certainly do not add to the affordability of a product. So based on us taking a more reasonable profit margin, and having huge economies of scale. Uh, have, you know, extensive testing, by the way. You know, you know We've been selling essential oils since at least 1991. I haven't gone back farther than that, but I, I found a catalog with uh, about a dozen essential oils in it from 1991 that I show in my uh, presentation when I'm training about essential oils. And, you know, the prices are like a couple bucks for a bottle wholesale. And, you know, when I show it to retailers, I'm like, don't you wish you could get those prices today?
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: It just shows the longevity of our experience at uh, forming partnerships with essential oil producers, uh, being able to uh, qualify them. Our labs are third-party certified as meeting ISO standards. A lot of listeners might be familiar. They'll see things like ISO 9001 certified for certain companies. And that's actually a third-party good manufacturing practices uh, standard. And there there is one of those for laboratory testing. And we have ISO accreditation for our labs, which means we have the same standards and the same qualifications as, as certified by a third party, uh, as meeting all the requirements that any third-party lab would have. And most large manufacturers like us use our own labs primarily uh, for reasons of efficiency as well as more accuracy than contract labs because we can really drill into things like matrix interference from the botanical ma- material itself, That would interfere with certain things. We've published our methods in peer-reviewed journals. Some of our methods are industry uh, official methods that are used by everybody. Uh, We've published more advanced pesticide testing methods that let us find pesticides at lower levels and more botanical materials than before. Uh, So we're really trying to advance the science as well as justify the quality of our products. And you know, essential oils are kind of a tricky thing because if you want to make a comparison with wine, for example, every vintage of wine, every year that they produce it, it's a little bit different. Even though this is the same plants, the same soil, the same climate, the same process, there's a difference based on the environment that uh, the plant experiences that year in particular, and you know, one of the ways to avoid changes from batch to batch is to blend different harvests together, which is what we standardly do with lavender oil. So that someone making their products using our oil, which is a very common thing, by the way, a lot of people are making products using our oils, uh, they're they're not going to find a huge variation batch to batch because we're blending batches to try to standardize them a little more than maybe some smaller companies would do where you're going to notice more variation. And that's something that if you're producing a product with our oils, you're not going to want a big variation that your consumers are going to notice and think, oh, this batch isn't as good as the last one.
0: Like like almost like a consistency to formulation.
1: Right. I mean, you want some consistency. Uh, We can't avoid some distinctions between uh, batches. But, you know, certainly we minimize that on the larger things, like like lavender oil, by blending different uh, lots of it. Uh, but, you know, on other things, it's it's harder to get, and you're getting a single batch for a while. There's some oils that you can only buy once a year. They're only harvested once a year, for example, and you have to commit in advance. So, you know, you don't always have a lot of choice in getting the batches. But, you know, that that's just one consideration we have. Uh, There's other things like genotypes and phenotypes. We're getting a little deep into the science there, but uh, the the ratios of constituents in the oil can actually vary based on which variety of the plant you're growing. You know, because you have... uh, I mean, if you look at tomatoes, they're all the same genus and species, but you have so much variation, or or apples. And you can have similar variations between cultivars, the the different varieties that are grown, on uh, these plants. And we find that, for example, with lavender, where lavender oil, uh, depending on the cultivar, can have more or less, just to pick one compound, camphor, something that people are probably familiar with, that medicinal type smell that you would get in uh, uh, the chest rubs and some of these uh, things you would use uh, in that way. Uh, and camphor would be a component you would notice in things like tea tree or eucalyptus oil, that, that kind of medicinal smell. Uh, there's some of that naturally in tea tree oil, but they actually breed it out of certain cultivars so that you don't get that medicinal uh, camphor kind of eucalyptusy y smell uh, with the floral sm- smell. And that's what they do to make cultivars for the perfume industry, for example where they're breeding out certain things that they consider undesirable smells, which actually are part of the therapeutic or medicinal qualities of some of these oils are based on these components that they're trying to breed out so they get a pure floral lavender smell, almost like an artificial smell, even though it's natural. Uh, They're they're trying to purify the smell by removing the therapeutic elements which is something that obviously an aromatherapy company is not going to want, those particular cultivars.
0: You know... interesting question just came in or more of a statement and I think it says a lot for the line it says I've been using your oils for a long time I've gone away from them and tried other ones but I keep coming back to now foods Um, can you ask Neil if this is still common practice I used to use a terracotta ring and put it over my light bulbs and I would put drops of oils and then the heat from the light would heat up the terracotta would release the smells into the air but recently I purchased three diffusers now uh, from Now Foods, and I have them in different rooms. Is it better to do it with a diffuser? Is it healthier than using heat as a transfer? Because I love the way my rooms smell.
1: Well, that's interesting because we actually used to sell those rings back in the
0: <laughs> I remember when.
1: <laughs> yeah. and But I think the problem is as incandescent bulbs are going away, mm-hmm. and, it, you know, I mean, they're not all accessible where you can reach them and, and put some drops of oil on them, you know, unscrew a light bulb and do that kind of thing. Uh, you know, so it's not as convenient as a diffuser in some ways. Uh, there is a difference uh, that is using heat from the incandescent bulbs so it's obviously not going to work on the new bulbs that don't use uh, as much energy uh, for, for obvious reasons. you know they don't heat up as much. Uh, so that's not a practical solution these days. The diffusers, however that we sell are ultrasonic they do not heat the oil. So even if you have a raw oil, like a cold-pressed citrus oil, like orange or or lime or lemon, uh, those oils are not going to be changed and heated by the diffusing because we're using ultrasound to churn up bubbles, build up pressure in a chamber, and force a stream of vapor out through a little opening at the top. And as the... Uh, bubbles are breaking the surface. If you have a very, very thin coating of oil on top, not too thick, it actually enrobes or coats each droplet as it's rising through the air, uh, coats it with the oil, and that's what carries the scent up. Remember, these are volatile oils, which means they are the ones that are lighter than air that float through the air, and the ones that will reach our noses if we're trying to smell something, that, that, those are volatile compounds from a material, whether it's a food or a flower. Uh, and in this case, the essential oils, which could be from flowers or leaves or, or gum in some cases, uh, you know, like the sap of certain plants, You know, depending on what it's from, uh, we're, we're actually extracting the volatile oils that carry scent in the air and are lighter than air. So, as these things are leaving the the water, you know, the surface of the water, because of the agitation, they actually float through the air. And if you have very thin coating of oil on top of the diffuser water, you know, I mean, it's five or ten drops typically. It's not you know a huge coating, or it won't work uh, if it's too thick. But you know, that's one way that uh, people are able to use a diffuser to Release an oil into the air for its scent without that oil changing because of heat. Because a raw oil is going to be a little different if you heat it.
0: Okay. Um, another question just came in. It says, "I don't know if anyone knows this, but, uh, but I did not." She goes, "I get a lot of body work done, a lot of massage, and my massage therapist uses things like wintergreen, spearmint, um, and eucalyptus and lavender oil during massages." I always thought that he just took drops out and put the drops of the oil on me. I learned that he has separate bottles, and their essential oil is suspended in like an almond oil, and he uses it. I didn't know that it had to be cut back with, with some kind of a, of a carrier oil. I didn't know this. Is this common knowledge?
1: <laughs> well, carrier oils are used typically for topical applications. Uh, if you're, I mean, there are things like the reed diffusers where you have an open, like a glass-type thing, you know, like, a, like a drinking glass-type thing with some reeds in there, some, some uh, you know, pieces of plant material in there that uh, will kind of absorb and release the scent. Uh, for diffusing, you, you typically are going to use uh, typically water as the carrier in there. Uh, okay. If you're doing oil, like massage oil, you would use a few drops. I mean, we're talking about probably one or 2% of that mixture being essential oil, typically to use for a massage oil, uh, which would give plenty of scent and physical properties to that oil. Uh, for diffusing, there's different techniques. You know, that that the ring on the light bulb, the, the old technique they had, uh, <laughs> did not use uh, something to carry the oil. Uh, massage oils or using uh, essential oils as we do to make lotions or shampoos or even uh, toothpaste and mouthwash, where we're using it as an antiseptic ingredient as well as uh, a scent and flavor ingredient. You know, you don't need more than about 1% in those things. Uh, When we're looking at things like uh, how much essential oil you're adding to foods, you find amazingly low levels uh, that are being used to do things like uh, scent a, uh, say, gum or something like that. Uh, gum is about 8,300 parts per million peppermint oil. Wow. I didn't and, know sorry, that. It's 8,300 uh, parts per million. It's so dumb. about eight thousand out of a million, you know. So it's less than one percent in a chewing gum that tastes like it's got a bunch of, of <laughs> mint in there, and that's the by far the highest amount I see in any kind of food product. Uh, it's about a, maybe a, a twelve hundred parts per million in in soft candies is is number two, but eighty three hundred. Uh, 10,000 parts per million would be 1%, so it's, mm-hmm. you know, 8.3%, uh, uh, 0.83% is what they're using maximum in chewing gum. So you can see these things are very strong and they need to be heavily diluted. It is not an option to put a drop of peppermint oil in your water every day and drink it unless you want to strip away the mucous membrane of, in your esophagus and your stomach and end up with ulcers. Within about a month, by the way. You know, wow. That's all it takes, putting a drop a day. Uh, when we sell essential oils for internal use, they are typically coated to protect the esophagus and stomach, and they're diluted in the soft gel.
0: Here's another question that just came in. It says... Um, I've heard of people using this before. When I grew up, my mother used to use Vicks on our chest when we were sick with a cold and congestion. My friend uses coconut oil and she mixes a couple drops of eucalyptus. And she says that when she chills it, it solidifies and she rubs it on the kid's chest. She said it works exactly the same way, but she feels better because it's more natural. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Sure. I mean, uh, we actually make, a chest rub like that. I mean, okay. you're just using the essential oils that are aromatic and will help cleanse the breathing passages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're being released in a, in a place where you're going to smell it. It you know, kind of wafts up to the nose and clears the nasal passages and the breathing tube. And, you know, is it's almost a natural decongestant in, in the way it works in terms of opening up breathing passages and things like that. You know, it's obviously not a drug or anything but you know, it has, has some nice benefits. Uh, I mean, that that's how they make uh, a vapor rub type thing, or, you know, the, those kind of products, is to add these essential oils to a base. And in the old days, they'd use petroleum jelly, which, you know, is is not in favor these days, especially in health food stores. You know, but that that's an interesting use. Uh, uh, let me give uh, your listeners another tip I just found out about this week. And I've been talking about essential oils for a long time uh, if you're making candles with essential oils you want to add the essential oil at the end because uh, you want to do it while it's cooling and because the o- some of the oils have very low flash points where they could burst into flame and these are volatile oils that will go through the air so you want to be careful in adding essential oils to candles when you're making candles and add it in at the end when there's a minimal amount of heat or flame or anything going on, uh, which, you know, you want to avoid that potential danger of the uh, essential oil leaving the material and, you know, because it is volatile and uh, igniting in some cases if it's hot enough in that area. So, you know, you want to try to control that and use some caution. Uh, I mean, it's, people commonly do it. It's rare that there would be a problem, but I just want to let people know that is a possibility.
0: You know, I have a friend that every year in like October, she pulls out all the stuff out of her attic for the holidays and she has these bags of potpourri that she's been using forever. And she takes the potpourri and she puts them in a kitchen strainer and she runs water over them and takes all the dust off of them. And then she lays them on these little things to dry, and that's when she mixes up her her Now Foods essential oils, and she makes either a gingerbread or a cookie or something, or evergreen or whatever, and then she sprinkles it and kind of mixes it through the potpourri with gloves on and lets it dry, and she says it's aromatic through the entire season.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I bought my wife some roses last weekend, and uh, she sprayed some rose water, which is made with rose essential oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, sprayed it on there to enhance the scent because you know a lot of the roses you buy nowadays you know certain ones don't have much scent true so just to uh, enhance the scent naturally is one way to do that or if you have a potpourri you can certainly freshen it using essential oils and uh another trick my wife uses is uh using some cotton and putting some peppermint oil in there to put in the cars to keep uh or, or put it in certain areas where, you know, mice might go in or squirrels to chew on the wires.
0: Ah. Have you ever heard that using peppermint or spearmint oil around your windows and doors will keep bugs and rodents away?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's something that uh, we've done also. And we actually, in certain areas like... Uh, Uh, In Canada, I know they're selling essential oil that is being uh, used by farmers, and they're spraying it around their farm equipment when they're parking it for the winter to try to keep critters from moving in and and living there.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I think sometimes we, we, we are reverting back. I mean, essential oils have been being used for how long of a period of time? Probably... Uh, basic technology many years ago but of course more technical today
1: well we we know they've found essential oils in egyptian tomb. so okay. we're talking thousands of years uh, they've been using them uh, you know it, it's probably not unheard of that uh, it would predate the egyptian time hmm
0: you know, I think that sometimes we're, we're, we're hearing little bits and pieces. I think a lot of people, you know, just are, are reaching out to essential oils today because they're experimenting a little bit and, you know, trying to find some of these, you know, wonderful blends and combinations. I will say wonderful thing about about your, your incredible line is that you also offer these wonderful blending recipes that people can use. And I've tried so many of them, and I think to myself, no, there's no way this one's going to work like that, and I'll do it, and I'm like, dang, it's exactly what it's supposed to be, (laughs) so whoever's putting these recipes together, they sure know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the recipes have actually morphed into actual products over time because of demand, so like, you know, we have the candy cane essential oil blend, or the, Woodland or pumpkin spice or spice cider, things like that, Uh, these holiday blends, that started out as tear card recipes in stores. And because of demand, we ended up coming out with them as actual products. But, yeah, we've got got chemists who are really aromatherapy experts. Uh, I mean, if if you've ever taken an aromatherapy course, like a certification course, There's a lot of chemistry in there. And if you're talking about an oil chemist with decades of experience in not only blending, but testing and qualifying raw materials, uh, they have a leg up on a standard aromatherapist. Uh, I would use an example that to compare an aromatherapist to a chemist, an oil chemist, is like comparing a dental hygienist to a dentist. In terms of their knowledge, experience, expertise, their intuitive knowledge of how these things would work and blend together, and things like that, you know, they they have an intimate knowledge of the chemistry of these oils and can actually predict, in some cases, what would happen if you mix them together. One of the oldest uh, examples I, I can think of of aromatherapy is baby powder. Traditional baby powder has a scent, right? Oh, yeah. You know what that scent is? No. It's a blend of rose and vanilla.
0: I did not know that. There is a definite distinctive scent.
1: Right. That's that's what makes that scent. So, again, it's it's the use of essential oils or perfumes in in some cases. Uh, Perfumes, by the way, are typically a maximum of 10% essential oil when they use essential oils. So, you know, they'll often use synthetics as well. But uh, it, when you're looking at even perfumes, very strong scents, they're only about 10% essential oils. They're, they're heavily diluted.
0: Let me ask you another question. Do you feel that little is better, less is better in some cases?
1: Well, I, all you need is to be able to smell the, the scent because that means those molecules are hitting your receptors in your nose, they're sending signals to the limbic system of the brain and you're getting that effect, whether it's appetite, uh, good or bad, you know, uh, something that smells appetizing or, or nasty, whether it's triggering a memory, whether it's triggering an emotion, whether it's triggering some healing function, you know, all these things are done by actual molecules of the oil reaching your nose. So even a dilute one is going to work if you can smell it. You know, and you know, we do sell some of our expensive oils in blends with jojoba oil, clearly marked on the label as a blend, by the way. It's not masquerading as a pure essential oil. But, you know, for example, Blue Tansy is a 10% blend. Uh, some of the ones we have are blends because they're very expensive, Helichrysum, uh, Jasmine Absolute we have as a 7.5% material, because jasmine is so expensive, jasmine essential oil. Uh, you know, so we have these things that are uh, blends. Uh, oil of oregano we have as a pure oil or a 25% blend, for example. Uh, you know, so we're giving people options on some of the expensive oils if they're just using it for aromatherapy or, in some cases, they want to dilute, dilute one for either internal use, which is you know not as common on essential oils, or for topical use, which is really far more common. Uh, you know, If, if you're going to add these in, and we're talking about maybe 1% or 2% of a product being essential oil, uh, you don't have to dilute it as much if you're using a rose absolute 5%. It's already got uh, 95% jojoba oil, for example. So you can almost use that as is on the skin versus having to dilute it a lot. Uh, That's that's a consideration, though, for diffusers. If you're putting these oils that are pre-diluted in there, the jojoba oil, which is the typical base, uh, and the reason it's used as a base is it's very stable and doesn't have a scent of its own, so it carries the scent very well and uh, without going rancid quickly. Uh, but the jojoba oil itself is not volatile; it's going to tend to stay behind and leave a ring in the diffuser. Mm. You know, wipe it out when you're done, and that's usually enough because uh, not—you're not using that many drops of a, even a dilute essential oil in a diffuser. You know, five or ten drops is usually enough to make a thin coat on top of the water. So, whether it's the dilute oil or not, it's going to be enough oil to do that. And if you're adding it to uh, using it for massage oil or something, you could use a lot more of one of these pre diluted forms. So, you know, keep in mind if you're buying a pure essential oil or one that's diluted for often economic reasons. You know, no one wants to pay $150 for an ounce of pure rose oil. So it's diluted to make it more affordable.
0: You know, it's funny. I was in Los Angeles last week, and I walked into the store, and they had this huge—it was a big store. It was like a gigantic grocery and health food store and everything, and they had this big, gigantic display of sugar cookies at the front of the store. And when you walked in, you smelled sugar cookies. So I said to her, I said— Where's that smell coming from the bakery? She goes, no, from the diffuser. And she had one of your diffusers plugged in. And she did the formula where it's two drops of tangerine oil, two drops of cinnamon, one drop of ginger, 24 drops of vanilla. I know this by heart. And um, and she said she just does it every day. And she said she said it's really hard, though, because, you know, she says, I bought like six packages of that since it's been out there. She says, because it makes us want them, too. She said, but doesn't it smell good? I said, Smells fantastic. It's amazing how our senses are so convincible or uh, motivational, I guess you should
1: say. Yeah. Well, my wife and I, back in the mid-70s, used to work at a place called Homestead Bakery outside of Urbana, Illinois. And we would bring the loaves of bread. You know, we'd make like 48 loaves of bread at a time in a pizza oven. And, uh, you know, all... All done by hand, by the way. We didn't have machines for any of that stuff back then. And we'd bring it into the local health food store, Earthworks. And we'd bring it in in bins because they were too hot to bag when they came out of the oven. Mm -hmm. So we'd put them in bins, drive them to the store, and bag them up at the store. But uh, when we got to the store and people smelled the fresh bread, they would (laughs) run over and grab them before they could get bagged even because Uh they, they just wanted that fresh bread.
0: Uh, there's that's a smell. That is a smell.
1: My wife's making bread today, so I'm gonna smell that in a few minutes.
0: You know, there's just something about carbohydrates. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I think it's amazing. Um, Here's another question It says, is it okay to use a diffuser in my kid's room? I like to use eucalyptus. It does help them breathe a little bit better. Both of them have some breathing and allergy problems. I wasn't sure, and I'm new to this, so if it's a stupid question, just tell me. Um, Is it okay to use these around kids in a diffuser in a kid's room that they're between 9 and 12?
1: Well, eucalyptus is not recommended for children. Okay, there we go. Uh, Anything with camphor uh, is not recommended. Both uh, the globulus and radiata varieties of eucalyptus are not recommended for children. Um, The ones that are the safest around children for diffusing are the clary sage, which is a type of red sage the orange oil, lavender oil, and frankincense oil. Huh. Okay.
0: That's good to know. You know, I, I think that yes. there's, you know, if, if people are trying to branch out and try some of these wonderful things and I love it when people ask questions because, you know, that's how we learn. You know, Yeah. So, for
1: teenagers, um, eucalyptus is okay, but younger ones, it's not recommended. Um, Wintergreen is not recommended for children at all because it does contain a toxic compound. That's that's one. If, if you ever look at wintergreen candies in stores, uh, virtually all of them are artificially flavored because wintergreen itself would have to have a toxin removed that's in the in the oil. Now it's okay for adults to smell it, and it you know it has some nice stimulating uh, qualities, but you know you're typically not going to get real wintergreen. Uh, in a food product for that reason. My favorite
0: one, my favorite recipe is gingerbread. I don't, there's just, it's just, and I'm not a real big gingerbread kind of eating person, but there's something about the smell. I think it reminds me of my grandmother's house. We used to do gingerbread houses when I was a kid. It's amazing how those, those feelings and those memories stay with you. But, um, I followed the recipe. What's, let me see. I think I've got it here. Three drops of cinnamon, one drop of clove, two drops of ginger, one drop of nutmeg, two drops of vanilla. You know, it, when you see them in a list, you can't imagine how they would give you this smell, but they sure do.
1: Well, it's almost like pumpkin pie spice. That blend of spices has some power. I, I used to put pumpkin pie spice in my uh, oatmeal, mm. by the way, you know, as a <laughs> a way to jazz it up. Uh, these days, I tend to put, uh, uh, you know, if I'm traveling, and I eat oatmeal, I'll put uh, fruit and nut mix in there, and I'll put some yogurt in there with it. Mm. But, you know, if I'm at home doing oatmeal, a lot of times I'll put uh, tamari and nutritional yeast in there and make it a savory grain dish versus making it a sweet dish. You know, everyone's got their preferences, and it might depend on circumstances, you know. I'll eat one on the road and a different one at home.
0: I'm kind of the same way. I do the same thing as well. I make sure that I find a way to do it, but it seems like it's always better in my own kitchen.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the spices are interesting. I mean, spices, you know, the, the smell of a spice is the essential oil in the spice. And when a spice goes bad, it's because the essential oil has evaporated. They Each type of oil evaporates at different rates, by the way. Uh, which is a consideration. If your oils are open for a long time, let's say you have an uh, an oil that's been open for a year, it's not going to smell exactly the same at the end of that year as when you opened it because some of the compounds in there will evaporate at at a faster rate and you're going to lose some of that complexity over time.
0: Well, you know, I just think the wonderful thing about this is you can really have fun with your diffusers. You really can, and you can change the smells. If you have one in your store, you can change the smells all the time. A lot of the oils are overlapping, um, but you know, you know, they. It's it's just really something. Really, to, it's a pleasure for the senses, and I think it's wonderful. Have you ever heard of anybody putting a dab of an essential oil on
1: themselves
0: as a perfume?
1: I have. Uh, it it was considered. Uh... Um, like like cowgirl perfume back in the old days to put a drop of vanilla behind your ear, before you went to the Saturday night barn dance, because it's not only a a perfume, but it attracts men who think that you might be a good baker. Huh. I mean, think think of a hungry young cowboy smelling the vanilla while he's dancing with with the uh, woman at the barn dance. You know, you can imagine that uh, he's got images of domestic bliss with her baking in the kitchen as he's doing whatever.
0: Well, you know, patchouli probably gets more noticeable uh, feedback than anything because, I mean, I go way back to like the 60s and the 70s when patchouli was like the essential oil. Um, I don't know if it's still as popular today.
1: It's still fairly popular. Um, I would say patchouli is one of our... Uh, certainly among our top sellers.
0: Oh, okay. You know, it's um, and it's got a very distinct smell. And I, I remember people using way too much of it, you know, so it can be a little overpowering, as they all can if they're overused.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, uh, 10% is the maximum they use in perfumes. 5% is very, very strong in the maximum they would ever use in a topical product. And 1% or 2% is far more common, uh, or even less than 1%. I know we use essential oils in our toothpaste and mouthwashes, and when I look at the master formulas, they are typically a maximum of 1% of all, you know, the tea tree, the peppermint, all these, uh, thyme oil, whatever we're using in there all together, totals less than 1%, and there's plenty of flavor. I use the cinnamon mm-hmm. typically, at home and the the mint when I'm traveling because we make the little uh, travel size, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of flavor in that toothpaste without having to use a huge amount. Well,
0: I think I think I'm going to kind of stick with my less is more, you know, idea because I think that that just it's just a good safety thing for people. I mean, people can vary it, of course, but. You know, it's just we're so used to everything being supersized and excessive these days in our world that we think we have to use a whole bunch of everything to get any kind of a result, and not with essential oils.
1: No, as long as you can smell it, you're getting an effect. You don't need it to be... I mean, even opening the bottle and sniffing it, you, you're you getting an effect. You don't have to apply it or do anything. You know, aromatherapy is aroma. Uh, well, you know, I like your, your thing about... Uh, Less is more. When I was a college student at University of Illinois, I, we had a guest uh, lecturer, and they had to do it in a auditor- big auditorium, uh, which was Buckmist- Buckminster Fuller, the guy who invented the geodesic Dome. Oh,
0: my goodness. And, uh, they named
1: Buckyballs, uh, one of the structures in nature after him. But he, he had a, a book, Small is Beautiful, and was talking about... Uh, Appropriate-sized technologies in the world. You know, you don't build something that's too big and too grand for the purpose. I I remember there was a—they give a prize for people who give, who uh, do projects that help people around the world. And this one guy—he was—he's from Africa. He's an African tycoon. He at the time he was the—I think the richest. uh, mobile phone uh, mogul in Africa. And he actually funded a project in South Africa to set up playgrounds that used the playground equipment to pump water from a well into a water tower. The water tower had advertising on it that would pay for the maintenance. You know, People would pay for the advertising. And the kids playing would pump water, whether it's the swings or the merry-go-round you know, type things, whatever. Uh, it actually, the kids' energy pumped water where the, the people didn't have to walk miles to a creek and get some questionable quality water. They got clean water from a well using kid energy, and it won some kind of a UN prize uh, for innovativeness. You know, that, I mean, that's the kind of small is beautiful thing that I like.
0: Well, I want to thank you for this today. Um, if could how would you like to leave everyone with your thought for the day?
1: Well, essential oils are aromatherapy. That means they have an aroma and they could have therapeutic benefits. It doesn't take a lot, as Jeff said, uh, but you know the quality is there in all the major brands. Uh, we don't have every scent that there is, but we have all the uh, many of the popular ones. We have over a hundred of them. So, you know, pick and choose what works for you and, you know, use the minimal amount that works. Less is more.
0: I love it. Have a wonderful day, my friend, and a happy, healthy holiday to you. And look forward to our next chat,
1: as always. Thank you. Stay healthy.
0: Bye bye now. My guest today, Neil Levin, representing Now Foods. You know, we try to do an essential oil show at least once or twice a year, and they're always just so informative. And it's just a really good way to learn a lot about what you're doing, you know, with your essential oils. And remember, all the essential oils from Now Foods are available at Stay Healthy Health Food Store, as well as a complete store full of their products in almost every single department. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, your one-stop, full-service location for everything health and nutrition, nutrition, You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. Stay Healthy is Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Valley. They're a fully packed, full-service store environment, making it comfortable so you can learn and... Pick from the best of the best and have these amazing detailed dialogues and conversations. Get the clarity to what's going on in the world of health and nutrition. Sort out the misinformation that's flying rampantly all over out there because there's so much information. They're going to help to steer you in the right direction. It is going to be your go-to place. Stay healthy. Don't forget about their webpage, Newly Revamped, stayhealthylasvegas.com. You can listen to any of the radio show podcasts that are always posted there on your time schedule. You can also partner up with them on the site. They'd love to have you do it. So many of you have. Thank you. It's wonderful. Because then you get alerts for specials and promotions, a monthly newsletter, coupons, and you can print the coupons right on your home computer and take them in and use them as soon as today. StayHealthyLasVegas.com and don't forget to fill out your little drawing slip in the store for their basket or baskets of the month giveaway from their favorite companies. These baskets start at about $150 or more dollars in value, usually a lot more. And all you have to do is fill out the slip. And when they have the drawing, they'll give you a call and say, come on down. You won the basket of the month. I think it's really cool. And it also shows how much they partner with their favorite companies because they want to make sure that they get some of these awesome products in your hand. And of course, Stay Healthy is known for their prices, they're known for their great staff, they're known for their courteous service, and for that full-service environment that's pretty hard to find today anywhere in this amazingly unhelpful self-service world that we live in. You know, it's hard to get any attention these days, hard to get any focus, hard to get anybody to help us and work with us, and my goodness, it's just gotten to be so frustrating out there, and I think people are just not knowing where to go anymore. If you find a full-service store like Stay Healthy, hold on tight. Because they're rare. You know, I say it all the time. Find yourself a great doctor, an awesome mechanic, a wonderful accountant, and a great health food store like Stay Healthy Health Food Store. They make getting healthy, being healthy, and staying healthy something you can do. Something you'll enjoy. Something that you'll see a change with. And something that'll make your life better and healthier. Stay Healthy Health Food Store. Once again, 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center. Northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston right next to Smith's take the time to become part of the stay healthy family you'll be glad you did enter your email address to their newly revamped web page stayhealthylasvegas.com then you get the coupons and the alerts for special deep special promotions in the store and you get a monthly newsletter it's all good stuff it's all information it's all education it's a comfortable place and remember The most important thing you do in your life every day is not the stuff you do with work and all that kind of stuff. It's how you treat and take care of your health and your well-being. That is the most important. Do it with great success, but do it with great support. That is what Stay Healthy Health Food Store is all about. Stay healthy. Be healthy. Get healthy. All that good stuff. Have a great day, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourself and God bless.